Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Okay, it's 9.36 in the morning Eastern Time. Uh, markets are opening up flat. We have the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, actually uh, right flat, 0.00%. We got the uh, S&P 500 up 0.04%. And the NASDAQ Composite um, up 0.08%. Yeah, Standard & Poor's 500, uh, if it finishes up today, that will be the ninth straight day that it has been up, and that will be the highest number since 2021. Uh, stock markets overall have had a pretty good year. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is actually only up 2.9% for the year, uh, but that's only 30 stocks, so it's probably getting dragged down by a couple of them. On another session, I will look at how each of them are doing uh, year to date. But on the broader markets, the Standard & Poor's 500, which actually represents the total value of 70% of the U.S. stock market. Uh, as of uh, yesterday's close, it is up 14.20% year-to-date. And the NASDAQ composite up 30.5%. That tends to be a little more volatile, a lot more technology stocks there. But anyway, markets overall having a good year. Uh, you know, as I've covered on previous sessions, long-term returns of the stock market are around 11% a year. That takes into account the ups and down years. And uh, past history has shown stock markets go up around 75% of the time, down 25% of the time. That's actually higher than when I started in the business in the mid-70s. Back then, it was markets went up 71% of the time, down 29% of the time. But over the years, it's gone to 75, 25. So overall, look, things are looking good there. Okay, the um, Hollywood actor strike looks like it is over. Uh, SAG-AFTRA, which stands for Screen Actors Guild, American Federation Television and Radio Ar Artists, announced late yesterday they have reached an agreement with the studios. Uh, the details won't actually come out until Friday tomorrow. What they're telling their members is that they have negotiated higher minimum wages, uh, more protection against artificial intelligence, and they've also um, negotiated a cut of the streaming revenues. So what'll happen now, uh, the agreement goes to the National Board of Directors, that'll be Friday. Uh, it's just a majority vote needed there. They're expected to approve it. Uh, the deal will then go to the vote of the 160,000 union members. They'll most likely be given about two weeks to vote on it. Anticipation is they will approve it. They've never not approved uh, an agreement in the past. Uh, but actually, everybody's back to work as of today. Uh, 160,000 uh, actors. Again, I use actors for male or female. But it's actually all the other people that work on these TV and movie productions. Uh, New York City alone is saying 185,000 people are going back to work today just in New York City. So, you know, Los Angeles, the numbers are really huge in Southern California, Atlanta, other areas like that. But looks like the uh, strike is over. Um, a production should get started uh, pretty much immediately. Uh, and we'll have to see if we have any gaps next year with TV shows or movies coming out or if they can catch up. Uh, 
But longer term, it'll be interesting to see what, what the studios end up doing. Uh, do they cut back on the number of productions they do, cut back on budgets? Uh, we'll have to see, because what tends to happen, like with the auto worker strikes, uh, when, when the auto workers negotiate higher wages, uh, the, the uh, automakers just pass all, uh, the higher wages on to consumers with higher prices. Although, as I've talked about on recent sessions, because of the competition they now get from Japanese, Korean car makers, they're not able to do that as much as they once did. Okay, continuing on with entertainment news, uh, uh, the Marvels. All right, so the next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the Marvels, uh, your Captain Marvel movie, uh, comes out tomorrow. Uh, it's not expected to do that well. Um, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, that movie uh, that came out, um, you know, a while back, but not too long ago, that did about $135 million in uh, its opening weekend. And initially it was thought that the Marvels might do something like that. Uh, you know, the first uh, Captain Marvel movie did over a billion dollars at the box office. But anyway, Disney then told the shareholders they were lowering the numbers down to maybe 75 to $85 million opening weekend. Now it looks like the numbers might be in the 60 to $65 million range. So uh, this is going to be one of the lowest openings for a Marvel movie ever, if that holds up. Now, part of the issue has been with the actors on strike, they haven't been able to go on to talk shows to promote the movie, late night talk shows and such. Uh, although, you know, now, as of today, they could probably rush them out there um, see if they can get them to start promoting this. Uh, but there have been other issues with this movie. It's been delayed several times. There's been talks the script isn't that good. Uh, we may have superhero fatigue, just so many movies and TV shows coming out. Uh, lots of issues, and the first ratings on this movie from the critics and have not been that great. They said it's not that great a movie, but it, it ultimately determines what the fans think of it. So, you know, we may see that movie come out $60, $65 million, but it may surprise us and come out at a higher number. At least it's not competing with the uh, second Dune movie. That was originally supposed to come out this weekend also, but that's been moved back to, uh, I think it's April of next year, to primarily uh, to have the actors be available to promote it. All right, so we got that news. Uh, Bitcoin over in the cryptocurrency world, that is top $37,000 per unit for the first time in six months. Uh, let me see what the price is right now. You can just use a Google search engine or whatever just to type in Bitcoin price. It's a 24-hour market. Yeah, it's uh, $37,632 a unit. You know, I've talked about this in the past. It hit $64,000 a unit back in November 2021, dropped all the way down to $16,000 a unit, has back, bounced back. You know, as I've talked about with cryptocurrencies, you know, I talked even two years ago, I was saying I expected a shakeout in the industry, which is exactly what we saw. But I, I, I thought the strong players like Bitcoin would survive. Uh, one reason they're up, uh, there's uh, proposals to the Securities and Exchange Commission to, um, to approve what's called an exchange-traded fund, basically a mutual fund that will pull money, uh, investors' money together, small amounts of money perhaps, uh, and then buy uh, various cryptocurrencies. And that those... Um, exchange-traded funds would provide a big push, theoretically, to the price as they buy them. Uh, as I've mentioned in the past, a mutual fund's price at the end of each day, exchange-traded funds you can trade in and out of in the middle of a trading day. I'll talk more about that, though, in some upcoming sessions. All right, so we have that. Uh, but by the way, also related to uh, cryptocurrencies, 
Robinhood, the brokerage firm, reported yesterday uh, that they are seeing a 55% drop in cryptocurrency trading revenue for the just ended third quarter. So even though Bitcoin's price is going up, looks like investors have backed away some from trading cryptocurrencies. Okay, we've got a few stocks in the news here. And then what we're going to do is continue on talking about mutual funds. Today, I want to talk about what what are what is the definition of large cap, mid cap, small cap? What does that mean? And a few comments on large cap mutual funds. Uh, and then I will continue on in the next sessions talking more about the different uh, you know uh, caps as it's called capitalization and mutual funds. I also want to talk about what is the difference between a mutual fund company and a brokerage firm. So we'll talk about that also as well as many other things. But anyway. Um, and yeah, we got a few stocks uh, moving today. Uh, Disney reported its earnings after the market closed yesterday. Uh, basically, uh, the sales numbers, revenues came in under expectations, profits higher than expectations. ESPN is doing really well for them. Uh, and also, um, they announced uh, they've reached 150 million subscribers with Disney Plus. That was higher than the market was expecting. They were expecting about 147 million. Uh, also, theme parks are doing really well, although Disney World here in Orlando not doing as well. Um, there's been some attendance issues at Disney World. I think part of that, I live here in Orlando. I'm an annual pass holder at Disney World. Like many parts of the world, we had extreme heat this summer, and, and I think that might have kept some people away, as well as perhaps other issues. Uh, maybe people obviously being priced out of the market with the, with the cost, uh, the high inflation. People have had to spend money other places, but we'll see. Disney is making a massive commitment, though, to upgrading their theme parks. I think 60 to $80 billion is what they're saying over the next uh 10 years or so, including Disney World. There's going to be a lot going on there. So anyway, we got that news also. Uh, just a few other uh, things here. Oh, oh, by the way, Disney stock, um, well, it was expected to be up 4.4%. A symbol simply DIS for Disney, um, up 6.3% right now. So $89.82 a share. So we got that. Virgin Galactic, um, the space tourism company, uh, their symbol is space, S-P, well, S-P-C-E for space, Sam Paul, Charlie Edward. That stock is a very low-priced stock. Uh, you got to be careful with these low-priced stocks, um, not only their volatility, but also the, the difference between the buying and selling price, bid and ask. But anyway, they're at $1.97, so um, interested in a low-priced stock. Uh, they are up $0.41 cents a share, up 26.29%. They got to be careful, though, at that lower price. They currently trade on the New York Stock Exchange. They may get kicked off the exchange for that low price. Um, I have to check what are the current market requirements for listing on the New York Stock Exchange. I'll do that another day, but uh, usually low price stocks like that, if they don't get those prices up, uh, they can be thrown off the exchange. Sometimes companies do reverse stock splits, to, uh, like for every 20 stocks you own at a dollar. Now you have one stock at $20, so that, that may be something they look at. So we got that news also. Uh, let's see if we got anything else here, and then we'll talk about uh, mutual funds. I think we had one other here I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's see, Disney, we talked about them. Oh, yeah, Krispy Kreme. Uh, Krispy Kreme, uh, they reported their earnings. Uh, 
Numbers came in somewhat under expectation, so let's see how uh, Krispy Kreme is doing right now, and then we'll look at uh, mutual funds. Okay, Give me a second here. I'm gonna go to Yahoo again. Yahoo, you can go to Yahoo, and then just click on finance. And you know, let's say you, you didn't know. Then a lot of people may even know Krispy Kreme is a publicly traded stock, but it, but it actually is. Uh, let, let's say you just don't know the symbol. All right. So what you do in the search box up top. You just type in the name of the company. So we type in Crispy, and then uh, usually it'll come right up. Uh, Crispy, where is it here? Crispy Cream, and uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, well, the symbol, by the way, is D D D N U T. Uh, David, Nancy, Uncle Tom for donut. Uh, I remembered when um, Dunkin' Donuts, by the way, was a publicly traded stock, and they're private now. They had that symbol Dunk D U N K. Anyway. Uh, actually, Krispy Kreme, sorry, numbers came in under expectations. I might have said over. Uh, anyway, they um, that stock is $11.60 a share, low-priced stock, down $1.84. They're down 13.5%. So might be an overreaction there, but they've had some, they've had some uh, earnings issues. So, you know, just maybe not something to jump in on immediately, but something to keep an eye on. Okay, so with mutual funds, uh, you know, I'm talking right now about stock funds. Basically, you can invest in stocks for growth, bonds for income, or money market funds for uh, capital protection and interest, uh, and again, or combinations of all. Okay, so with stock funds, basically, we have three categories, large cap, mid cap, and small cap. So what does that mean? CAPS, T-A-P, CAP stands for capitalization. This is a company's total value on the stock market. Now, it may not especially represent the size of the company. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I'll give you an example. Uh, Apple is the world's largest company as far as market capitalization. Its value on the stock market is $2.4 trillion with a T. That is the value of the stock being held by investors, you know, general public or indirectly through mutual funds, whatever. All right. So Apple is a, the, by far the world's largest um, company as far as market capitalization, $2.4 trillion. Uh, their sales are $380 billion a year, so they're big. However, Walmart is considered the world's largest corporation. We usually measure sales, revenues. Uh, their, their sales come in at $630 billion. So Apple, $380 billion. Walmart, $630 billion. By the way, Amazon's also like $550 billion or so, much bigger than uh, Apple. But anyway, so Apple is, uh, Walmart's much bigger than Apple, yet Walmart's capitalization is only $450 billion. I mean, say only, it's still a big number, versus Apple's 2.4. So depends how you look at it. All right, but here's the definition of uh, um, a large cap, mid cap, small cap. All right. Um, all right. So for a publicly traded stock, first of all, as far as private businesses, privately owned businesses, Small Business Administration considers uh, anything under $9 million a year in sales still to be a small business. But we're, we're talking now about you know, publicly traded companies. They have ownership shares stock to trade on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange or the electronic trading system NASDAQ. All right. So market capitalization of about $300 million, usually the minimum for these companies, up to $2 billion. Uh, that is considered to be um, small cap, small capitalization. $2 billion to $10 billion is considered mid-cap, mid-size. And then $10 billion and above is considered large cap. All right. 
So what large cap mutual funds do is they invest in big companies. Uh, they're sometimes called blue chips. Uh, I've heard that term since I started in this industry in 19, you know, 1975, and I was always told it's because of the blue chips in poker. Those are the best. I'm guessing. I've never looked it up myself. I don't play poker. Stock market's been enough for me. All right. So what these mutual funds do is they invest in big, big companies. Now, one advantage of that, uh, these companies are big for a reason. Most of them generally know what they're doing, and they're considered relatively safe as far as stocks go. Even when we go into economic declines, long periods of economic recession and so forth, these companies generally, Walmart, you know, Apple, you know, and the rest, uh, they generally still make money. Uh, just sometimes what happens, their profit levels drop somewhat, their sales and profit growth drop somewhat, but they're still considered profitable and they're still there when we come out of these recessions versus some of these smaller companies that may not make it. All right. Uh, so basically, that's the idea of these things. They're considered relatively safe. Now, they are considered long-term investments. Stock market can go up and down day by day for psychological and emotional reasons. I've talked about that in the past. But in the long term, it generally comes down to business fundamentals. So that's the idea of these large cap funds. Now, they, they, they tend to have growth rates. You know, they're more in the 9, 8 to 9, 10% a year range. Some do better than others. But, uh, you know, but the idea is you, know, you could get higher potential growth from the uh, mid caps and the small caps. Uh, but the thing there is you got more volatility, more risk. And so I'll talk more about that more. I'm just beginning um, the discussion on this today. Uh, so I'll talk more about large caps on the next session. I want to talk about, you know, the tax implications of these things, dividends, capital gains, and so forth. Uh, also, in some upcoming sessions, I want to talk more about mutual fund screeners. How, how can you easily figure, you know, find mutual funds that have done really well over the last six months, a year, five years, whatever, or do they meet certain parameters and criteria that you're looking for? And I'll also be talking about index funds also going forward, so um, as well as many other things. But anyway, so today with large caps, again, that's a definition, large cap, uh, mid-cap, small-cap, and large-cap funds tend to be the big, solid, safe companies. Okay, we're going to wrap things up for today. hope everyone's doing well. It's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Talk to you again soon. Take care. See ya.